Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by the Cash App. The Cash App is like Venmo. Venmo is like PayPal. PayPal is like Western Union. Western Union is a service where you can transfer money from your checking account to another bank account inside a dirty grocery store. Thanks for being on. On, you're not the guest. Uh, thanks for being here at the Anecdotal Experience podcast. Thank you if you shared the last few episodes. People did that. People listen more. Rain Barnaclo, our first guest. We talk about people making you look like shit. Being in a group, being associated with someone, someone being loud, someone being obnoxious, someone being drunk, someone being sexually harassy. I don't know what the real word for that is, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, second part is Nolan Miller and I talking about suffering. Why good people getting brain tumors? Why are bad people getting money? I don't know. What's it all mean? What's the point? We talking about honesty? We talking about what you owe people? Do you owe people honesty? Do you owe everyone honesty? Is honesty the best policy? I don't know. First episode, first part, first half is pretty cool. Second half is pretty intense. Uh, that's the way I do it. That's my podcast. Let's do this with my buddies, Nolan and Rain. Um, okay. I was just wondering if those were like gone forever. Um, but yeah, dude, explain, explain making. It's funny. It's something everyone's gonna relate to, but I don't think most people. I've really put a word on it, but explain looking like shit out here when someone makes you. All right. Um, it's like, okay. It's like when, it's like when somebody just consistently socially will have foibles. Is that a word? They'll have like, so many social miscues around you where like you can't even be around them does that make any sense you can't they are so i mean just being like self unaware of what they're doing and how they're yeah, coming they're, across they're just so some, you're like if like if you're around someone who is consistently unaware of the way that other people are looking at you and and him or her yeah then it's like, dude, you're making me look like shit out here, man. Like, I can't, I can't even, like, there's too many side eyes. You're, like, known for spilling drinks or saying some weird shit to a girl or, like, yelling in a bar or just, or, or just being, like, some weird, taking some weird angle on something or walking up and being, like, making a, making a, a, a big, big thing out of yourself that isn't funny. Does that make sense? Like, yes. if you walk up to somebody and you're like, hey man, what's up, you fucking asshole? And you're like really good friends with the person. You're right. like, come on, man. You are making me look like shit. You know what I mean? I do. I 100% know what you mean. And it, it goes beyond, dude. It goes, it can be, it can be anything. I've even, all right, I've been in situations, dude. This happened to me recently and I thought of you, okay? It was, here's the scenario. I was at a I was at a bar with some people with some friends and I said something to someone okay I like made a joke real dude benign 
not offensive at all. Yeah. I just made a joke. I think it had to do with someone like, it was like you're kind of low-key calling someone lazy, but it's like a friend, a person I thought was a friend. Because that's me. I like to yeah, bust yeah. chops. It's how I do. And they, dude, they took it to the next level, all right? And they were like, they were super offended by what I said. And I'm just trying to get out of it. I'm trying to like pull out. I'm trying to be like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm trying to lean into it. Then I try to lean out of it. And I, you know, I go into it. And I'm like, nah, dude, you're lazy or whatever. And I, and then I'll pull out and be like, hey, look, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. But at the same time, you know, and then basically, I just don't want to look like shit out here because they're making a scene. Yeah. And I'm looking like shit and I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to be at this bar anymore, you know? So I'm yeah, doing. But you, but you, you realize you did, you did it to yourself. Dude, no, here's the thing. Here's what I said. I'm just going to say what I said to this person because I don't care. They're not really in my life anymore. Okay, yeah. Just say, say what you said. Okay, basically, there was like a picture of them on Instagram, and I saw this in the middle of the afternoon. So I said, don't you have a job? Because there was a picture of them. Okay. And it was me saying, like, don't I, like, you have time to be doing this in the middle of the day? Because that's when I thought the picture was taken. You know? Pretty yeah, like dude. somebody who's posting like at one o'clock in the afternoon, like yeah. on a Tuesday, just like marathoning Stranger Things, Uber Eats. Sure. Like, what the fuck? Go make a thing for somebody. Yeah. Don't don't you don't you have something? And it, and dude, I wasn't. I, that's nothing, dude. That is not offensive. That is not. I was just you know there, that's. Anyway, that's what I said, man. It's not offensive. No. It's not offensive at all. 100%. And sure, did I bring it upon myself? Yeah, but what am I going to do? Not say everything? Not say anything that comes to my mind? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I thought you said you were like calling somebody lazy and then you just kept prodding them until they broke. But no, no. If it's just no. One, one little thing you're saying like half-heartedly to a friend, it's like, all right, man, don't be so sensitive, dude. Dude. Unreal, unreal sensitive. It's yeah. just like something you walked into and you're like, whoa, was not expecting this. And then they wouldn't let it go. So I'm trying every angle to like mitigate this looking like shit out in these streets, dude. I and yeah, I'm you just, can't be looking like shit out there, bub. I can't. So, dude, honestly, I kind of stopped hanging out with these people because I didn't want to. I was like, dude, I was so uncomfortable in that situation. This isn't worth my time. This is my lifestyle, and I'm done. Because I can't look like shit out here, dude. Yeah. Well, there was like a thing. Like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. I hate when anybody makes any of my homies look like shit. I appreciate but that. But there, there I'll give you a prime example. Please. There was, a, there was like a, a party going on in like September, probably, because November I took 20 days off of drinking and shit. Mm -hmm. So I was like, in September, there was like this party... And, um, it, it kind of comics were, you know, some of the comics that, you know, and, and I know we're all kind of hanging around and, uh, you know, the comics kind of had beers in a cooler and a friend of someone else's randomly just was like walking up, trying to make horrible jokes, like trying to make like a Bill Cosby like, 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 just trying to be way too comfortable, way too quick, kind of thing. Right, one of the guys, and just reaching in the reaching in the beer cooler and like 
opening the beer all loud. Like, he's like, he's supposed to be there. And I was like, oh, my God, this dude is making us look like shit right now. Like, all five of us that are hanging out. This guy's making us look like dog shit right now. Wait. If anybody drove by and saw that, they'd be like, that dude, that crew sucked because of that one dude. He was being, like, if you drove by... You think the crew sucks just based on one dude's behavior? Yeah, I mean, because we were kind of hanging out in the open. So, like, if so, you know, like, if one of our other friends drove up or drove by, they would immediately be like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, what is this situation? Really? Who's throwing the, who's fucking ruining the vibe right now? Oh, dude. Making, making you look like shit is low-key to your sentiments embarrassing you. Right. Like, outwardly. It's like if, it's like if somebody was viewing you from afar. If somebody's making you look like if somebody isn't supposed to be acting or doing what they're doing, it's making you look like shit. They're projecting their dumbness because it's a birds of a feather mentality. You know what I mean, dude? Like guilty by association. I used to always say I always used to always say it to you guys because you especially would get really bummed if I would say that to you. <laughs> To me? If I was making you look like shit? Yeah, yeah, just like if you came up to me and I'm like, hey, Birchoff, buy me a beer. And you're like, no, dude. I'm like, oh my God, you are making me look like shit. You'd be like, what? (laughs) Oh, yeah. But that's, I didn't give a shit, though. Because I I knew you you were joking. It's a pretty, for some reason, it really really cuts on you. You don't like it. Well, it cuts on me because I don't want to do that to anyone dude because i've been made to look like know, shit so yeah, yeah. many when you explained it was something i never really understood or really could put a shape to it but now it's just like i can smell it coming if someone's like a little drunk or oh, something yeah. like that i'm like oh man i'm oh, about yeah. to look like shit out here dude explain yeah you got you, you gotta got explain uh, what exactly this person was doing yeah, you gotta do the old uh you gotta do the old sidestep away. Yeah. Yeah. There's been times where I'll just be out with my friends or like other comics and just be like, Uh oh, I might have to people are starting to get a little loud. Yeah. I might have to sit over at this table by myself and pretend a text message. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta abandon the situation. Because you are, you're, like you said, dude, if you're in the group, if you're even standing near someone looking like shit, you're, you look like shit too, man. Yeah, dude, it's a plague. It spreads. What do you think of, what do you think of, you ever addressed it to someone? You ever said, hey, you know, I can't, because there's this whole like loyalty thing, like, oh, dude, you abandoned me. Like, I will, I've told people like, hey, if you start getting belligerent and being an idiot, or doing something I oh, don't yeah. like. I'm not like I'm not your boy. I'm not backing you up. I am gone, dude. I'll tell people that straight up. I don't care. Yeah, you're like, hey man, you're getting to the precipice here. So there's gonna be two things that are gonna happen. Either we're gonna hang out, have a good time, or you're gonna I'm gonna ghost you, and you're not gonna see me for a couple of days. Yeah. 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 You gotta. Because like, if you did, that's a, a fine. If you did that, if I know you, you're trying. You're trying to get me to say that situation with a certain cop. Why you don't want to give too much detail? Huh? You don't want to give too much detail? No, I mean I will. I don't care. Yeah, dude. Well, then do it. because <laughs> yeah, I know what you're what you're you're poking at. I don't know what I'm poking <laughs> at. Tell me what I'm poking at. I want to know more about it. 
Oh, well, the ultimate one, the one that brought that to fruition, is one time after an open mic, I had just, I, I had just started comedy and going to open mics. And there was another comic that was new as well at that time. I don't know where he really came from, but he was like a newer guy. He's not in Cincinnati anymore. But he was, uh, we were all sitting at the end of the bar having a drink, like five comics. And this one guy, and he's super drunk. And he just, and he, and it's, you know, when comics get together, we'll say some shit, you know what I mean? We'll say some, like, pretty, pretty fun shit to get each other going and, yeah. And might not be the most PC thing, you know what I mean? But like something. Like yeah. Just be, he, he, you know what I'm saying, right? Uh, you'll say the N word. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, or, or just like anything, anything. To, it's it's a it's the drinking like one upsman game. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I not do. even really. Just like yeah. seeing how far you can go before you uh, some especially another comic is like oh holy shit you know what i mean right you try yeah you're trying to be outra- like, most like outrageous as possible each one going a little further over the like pushing the envelope right yeah i get you you're, you're, yeah you just say some shit about like aunt jemima or something yeah you see it just keeps going and going and going well like i don't know why i used aunt jemima it could be about no i know exactly where that conversation went <laughs> And what yeah. was happening? It to, could be about anybody. It yeah. could be about any. Any. It could be about Santa Claus. But it would always end up he like fucks a kid or something. Yeah. But either way, it's like it would just keep going and building and building and being like this. And that's fun. I mean, it is really fun to sit around and say terrible shit to people that get it. You're not a terrible person. Right. The intent is to make everybody laugh and not really be super fucking pro-pedophilia right. or racist or sexist or ageist whatever it may be yeah, it's, it's just space. to get each other going and dicking around uh-huh. it's like guys ladies we all do it so it's kind of getting to that tone but we're at a bar so most of us are being a little reserved in, in, the, in the subject matter that we're talking in this comic this guy just starts loudly. I mean, within earshot of other customers. Because we're all like huddled in a corner, kind of just like low talking with each other. Right. And there's music playing and it's like a loud bar. And nobody, and nobody, nobody really cares. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody notices us. Yeah. We're not being a spectacle. You're minding your own business. And we're not being a spectacle. We're just, yeah. And this guy just says the N word. Like, within earshot of people. And we're all kind of like, uh-oh. Like, dude, don't do that. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And then... And then he does it again. Sorry, I'm making my girlfriend a water, and I need ice cubes. Yeah. And so... Then he does it again, and I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, right? Right. I'm like, people hear you. I'm, I'm looking at people hearing this guy, and it's one of those things of, like, Oh shit! Like now, now every comic who's standing over there is a comic associated with that. You know what I mean? Right. And all like the thing, the, the thing people don't know that like sometimes you get on and you, you, when you're fucking around, now now like all these like 
for lack of a better word, civilians know. You know what I mean? Right. Now they all know what what we're what we're up to. Even it could be something as innocuous as we were talking about, like cars that we liked or something. But it's still like part of the thing. Like it's like, oh, all those guys like that car. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? No. Yeah, dude. Everyone gets it. Yeah. Okay. So. He does that, and it just, uh, dude, I, I don't know. I just fucking flew off the handle. <laughs> did you fly off the handle? Okay, then what did you do? What did you say? What'd you, how'd you confront it? But, well, dude, I gave him the thing. Like, I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. And, like, it was one of those things where you're so, like, embarrassed and, like, and, like, so trying to also keep the sanctity of your group of, right. like, being quiet and this is our thing that little bit of elitist of like fucking around where nobody knows what you're talking about. That fun. Yeah. It's all, it's all now out the window and it's, and it's like, it's like this guy's ruining it. He's ruining the time we were all having. So if he's going to fucking ruin it, well then I'm going to, I'll fully ruin the mood and I'll, I'll stop it. I'll, I won't be as big of an asshole as him because there's no way I could, but I'll fucking, I'll, I'll stop him from making us further look like shit. So, I grabbed him by his face. <laughs> I like, his chin, like my hands are you, and my thumbs on one cheek, and my rest of my fingers are on the other cheek. And I looked him in his face, and I said, uh, I said, shut your fucking mouth. I'm going to punch your teeth down your goddamn throat. And I said it quietly, but the bartender heard me. And then he's like, hey, hey, hey. And the dude's all kind of worried and shit. And I was like, see, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to narc on him and be like, dude, did you hear what he was saying? But at the same time, it was also so other people were like, whoa, this is fucking, you know what I mean? I wasn't trying to be like. Okay, some, let me ask you, were you trying social to. social justice warrior or something. But <laughs> I was like, but I was like, fuck that shit. I, you know what I mean? I'd like, I have to stand up for something. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, wait. So you're saying you... Even though if it was done in a way funnier way, I would have been right in there. Right. But you were trying to, like, uphold the reputation of the group by saying, okay, you guys heard what this dude just said. Now I'm going to grab him by the face and threaten him so you know that I wasn't cool with it. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's so... So, yeah, because at that that point, you're pushing it. Like I said, I'll, I'll bring it back. Oh. Fuck, I just threw a lemon away without a bag in the garbage can. Motherfucker, now I gotta reach my hand in this garbage can in the dark. Turn on the light. You know, oh, got him in a garbage can. All right. Yeah, but it's not, it's not that I, like, I didn't, it's, with that kind of shit, especially with comics, it's, from what I just gather, being around comics constantly, is that it's, it's all about intent. It has everything to do with intent. Right. And I know you've heard it a million times on a million other podcasts. Like, not what you say, it's how you say it, really. Because people can get away with saying some gnarly shit if they say it the right way and they don't mean it, or it's a character, or it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can get away with saying certain things if people can tell, he's joking. But if you go up on stage and you're like, you know, on stage you say like, like Louis said the N word. Yeah. But he's, but but he's like doing it in a way where it's not racist at all. 
But do you think in his regular life he hasn't yelled that way? He's been driving his car? Like, get the fuck out of here. Of course he has. So it's like, and the, that way is for sure racist. Yeah. But the way, the way this certain comic was doing it at the bar was just to be a spectacle. That's it. And you're hanging out with all of us. It, like, I cannot be lumped in that group if I don't even like the intent. If I don't get the intent, I'm not, I don't get the bit. You're just being a shitbag for the sake of being a shitbag. And I'm standing directly next to you. Yeah, dude. I don't like, I don't like hanging out with people that I don't like spectacles. Like, dude, I don't, I'm not trying to be, I'm trying to nobody to even know I was in this bar. I'm not trying to be a spectacle. I don't want any attention on me, especially negative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially negative. I, I, you know, I kind of like to be a little bit, I mean, not like to be, but I end up always kind of being like, oh yeah, Rand was here. Yeah. the dude that looks like a garden gnome that talks really loud. Yeah, he was here. Yeah, you know what? I don't mind. But like, that's, like, that's also not on purpose. I don't like sit out in my car and get amped up to go into the bar and be like, when I go in there, I'm going to say, what's up, slaves? And everybody's going to look at me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not doing that. Right. People just remember you because you look like a gnome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you okay. can't be missed, man. You, I, I get what like, you're who saying. Who is that general contractor that called us all slaves? Yeah, did you see the guy from Deadliest Catch in here earlier? <laughs> yeah, yeah, shorter yeah. in person. Uh, there was a crab fisherman in here talking loudly about pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that so doesn't that doesn't bother me. Like I like being around you. I like hanging out with you. I like seeing what you're gonna do. You're entertaining to be around. But it's that negative like. As soon as people are looking over at me, thinking whatever's going on over there next to that guy is bad, and he must be part of the problem, I'm immediately like, nah, dude, I'm too cool. I got a reputation to be cool, I think, dude. I want to be cool. Well, I, I think I, dude, I think I kind of learned it from skateboarding, and I hate when people just like will just make a general correlation between two things that they know on some level. No, go but for like, it. you know, like. Sometimes you've told people, like, or people have asked you, or maybe they've seen you do a show somewhere, and they've been like, hey, man, you're pretty funny. Yeah. And then you talk to them for a minute, and they're like, tell me a joke. And you're like, and everybody wants to do that cliche thing, like, well, if you asked a doctor to do surgery on you in this bar, yeah, would he do, like, but fuck you. Like, a doctor for sure would help you. He took a Hippocratic oath. Yeah. He fell on the ground and did a, had a seizure in front of a doctor. He wouldn't be like, uh-uh. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same way. If there was like a police officer in a bar and somebody was robbing it, he would he would be a cop. So right. like if people ask you to tell a joke, you comics should not be that offended. Especially if you're a comic that wants this shit to be your life, you shouldn't yeah. be that offended. You also shouldn't launch into a bit. But it's the same way with like with like when I was coming up skateboarding, I'd be you you never did tricks like you never did tricks outside out in front of the bar. Even if you were holding your skateboard for girls or like people to like be like, hey, look at this. You know what I mean? Oh. You're making yourself a spectacle in the thing that you care about so much. Interesting. Does you, that make sense? No. Yeah. So you don't showboat. It's not cool. 
Yeah, it's just nuancey things, I guess. I guess this whole conversation is nuanced behavior. Like the way, the way, like you should, you should have some fucking subtleties publicly yeah. instead of just being like, "Hey, I'm a comedian. Check this out. Here's a watermelon. Look at my hammer. Boom! Right there in the bar. You should have brought your poncho, asshole. What do you do for a living? Like that'd be terrible. Right. Yeah. Actually, I would love that. I would I love would. that. If somebody came into the bar and did that, I would fucking cheer out loud. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Yeah. No, but I do know what you're saying. There is that level of like, dude, turn it off sometimes. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you're a fun, if you're a funny person, and somebody's like, you're always on. It's like, no, that's just how I am. Yeah. It's how I think. It's how I speak to people. I'm not on. I'm having a good time with my friends. I'm not being on. But then there's also a thing where it's like, yeah, I was fucking on one last night. You know what I mean? Where right. Like, oh, I was fucking secretly running bits. Like, I mean, I've never done that, but you know what I mean? Like, something like that where you're like... Yeah, some days you feel it. You're like, dude, I just crushed that conversation with my dad right <laughs> yeah. now, you know? Yeah. 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 Dude, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I also I think, dude, you know what? We gotta... I wanted you to riff on this real quick. Okay, what about... I feel like sometimes people complain about comics like always trying to be funny and yeah. and like yeah. saying like in conversation and i'm always like yeah dude i think i like hanging out with comics that are always funny and i think that's interesting because i'm like dude they're a little bitch about a guy always trying to be funny i'm like dude the funny guys are just funny man and that's fine i don't like yeah. so, i'll like talk to a comedian the that, yeah the i don't people know people that bitch about that the people that bitch about that and say like, oh, that guy's always just trying to be funny. You know, always trying to make people laugh. It's like, but to that guy that, that the guy's talk, let's say Bob is saying, John is always trying to be funny. Yeah. And Bob's always like, oh, every time John comes in, you know, when he's here, he's always trying to make everybody laugh. He's always on. He's trying. Bob is just jealous of John. Yeah. Bob is just trying. Bob, Bob just thinks John is funny. And, and doesn't want to admit to himself that John is funnier than him. Right. It's not because John is trying to make Bob look like shit. It's because John is a funny person. Naturally, that's his shit. Some people are really good at listening. Some people are really good at fucking sitting there and drawing a picture, but they can't have a conversation about shit. Some people know political things. Nobody says to a guy who knows everything about politics, like, oh, this guy... He's a, he knows so much about politics. That's like the same thing as being like, this guy, he's always funny. Don't worry, he'll make you laugh. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Because you're not. Don't, don't shit on somebody else. Yeah, don't act like you have the ability. You just have some restraint for not trying. It's like, no, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, you're being... Thank you for sparing us. You were going to split our sides, and everybody at this bar was right. going to puke themselves laughing. Thank you so much for holding that back. Yeah. Fucking Bob or whatever name I said. Yeah. Bob's not funny. John was very funny. John was hilarious. I love John. And <laughs> and that's the kind of, I, I kind of want, I want, I want John's around me. Make, make old Rand step his game up in conversation. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like when I, when I'd see you, when I see you walk in somewhere, I'm like, all right, now we're having a good time. Oh, yeah, we're going to fuck around. It's going to be yep. a good old time. Somebody's going to say the N-word, but quietly. It won't be me first. Perfect. 
but I will end it. <laughs> it will end with me. You know, you know where to draw the line. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. With, with a with a, with two. Okay, I'm not doing that. No. If, <laughs> yeah. If Rand grabs yeah. your face by the cheeks, you know you've gone too far. Yeah. You've overstabbed. All, 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 here, here's how I'll put it. That guy's been grabbed in the face for talking how he talks because of intent. I've never had my had somebody be like, that dude is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm very careful about <clears throat> even comics I don't know that well being a little bit like, I mean, like, you know, me and Jeffers do a podcast together. There is no filter yeah. on anything we've ever said to each other. I mean, we talk about, like, I don't know. He, he just did on an episode of the podcast, he said he was going to, like, come on my mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I didn't get up and get pissed. It's just a bit. It's stupid. It, it's us fucking around together. Right. And we take it far with each other. You know what I mean? Pretty often. Well, And it's not like I'm like, dude, I don't want to, I, 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 I fucking hate that guy. I can't even talk to him. Come on. You know? Yeah, and I think the context of your podcast is like all these people listening to your podcast are voluntarily doing so. In a bar, those yeah, people are true. just there trying to have a good night, and they probably don't want to hear someone call the other guy a, like, or something, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, maybe. Well, depends on how funny it is. Maybe, but um, the average patron, you can't assume that. They didn't choose to go well, into see, a bar. That's, that's how I feel about, like, in lieu of those, like, those type of words or like subject matter. Whenever there's like a, a, a stand, uh, like a open mic that randomly pops up in a bar. Like we did a random open mic a couple nights ago in Northside in Cincinnati, and we did just a rant. Like there was like six of us, and Andrew Rudick, one of my friends, super funny comic, been on anecdotal experience before. He's like, let's just do a, let's do an open mic, and I was like, okay. And we started the open mic, and people didn't know what was going on. They turned prints off, and um, and an open mic started, and people were listening. The, the 13, 14 people in the bar were listening, and they were laughing. But one guy kind of started heckling a comic or two before me. But in my mind, I'm like, well, I can't really go hard on this dude. He didn't even know there was going to be comedy here. So he's just drunk a customer reacting to the situation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So he started heckling me, and I, I mean, I shit on him a little bit, but I didn't go super hard. I wasn't super mean to him. And when I leave, the bartender, the manager guy's like, dude, I wish you would have went harder on that dude. Like, it was funny, but I wish you would have went in on it. And he's like, dude, that guy sucks. And I was like, look, man, I would have no idea of knowing that you think that that guy sucks. To me, he's just a customer right. that didn't know comedy was about to happen. Why would I take that, you know, tip away from your bartender or the two more drinks that the guy bought and then told everybody after their set, of course, the old classic, the shittiest dude in the room came up to us all afterwards like, you guys wanted anything to drink? Like, that was really funny, man. I wasn't really giving it to you guys. You guys are funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I under- yeah. That's- it's like, well, I get it. That guy bought drinks. He was a customer. I'm not going to fucking open asshole and just shit all over this dude 
Yeah, dude, that's like part of being empathetic as a person to like get the context, man, to put yourself in someone else's shoes and say, dude, I might not be ready for comedy if I was this dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you been sitting somewhere and just live music has started? Yeah. Like on a courtyard or something. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Right. I, I was having the best conversation. And now this guy's playing every rose has its thorn right outside my table on the sidewalk. That's yep. terrible. I yeah. didn't ask for this. Yeah. Yeah. And you're there, every rose has its thorn is me going up like, boy, uh, Hollywood is racist or like, you know, whatever dumb bit I was trying oh, to I do. I love that bit. But and yeah, you know what I mean? I do. And I, I think that's funny. It's like, because I, I think a lot of comics, too, get on stage, kind of like you were saying, and they, they think, instead of what you think, they think, oh, it's all about me now. All these people, it's all about me. So when someone heckles them, they're like, hey, it's about me now. But you're just like, no, yeah. it never hey, really fuck, was. Hey, yeah. fuck you, guy who's been at the bar four hours before we have right. his slam drinks and knows the bartender personally, might even go to Thanksgiving dinner. You don't know these people's like relationships no. when you go to those kind of places. Yeah. And you see like a man in his 50s drinking the same beer every time he's never once walked into the room where the open mic happens yeah so then we bring the open mic to him and when he has something to say about it another comic just goes off and talks so much shit like no dude you can't do that no. you can't fucking do that because yeah. you're springing it on them we are every rose has its thorn we're november rain we're mm-hmm. free bird when you're eating somewhere and you're having a great conversation and that shit starts, you're like, what is this? Dude, I like to, at open mics, I love to, like, the very beginning of the open mic where there are people that don't know there's about to be an open mic. And I just like to look at their yep. faces when the, they're like, all right, we're about to start. We're having an open mic. I just like to look at their faces. And usually they're like, oh, shit. This is. My favorite, yeah. my favorite is, my favorite is definitely that. I love that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know those faces. Yeah. Where it's like, should we tab out? Right. Like, do you want to get the check? Yeah. Or are we going to just stay? And then there's some people that's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's see what this is all about. Yeah. And then they leave like two comics in. Right. Like, fuck that. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> I love, I love, I love when people are like, when, when they say open mic, people will generally cock their heads. Yeah. And think maybe like somebody's walking up with a guitar. Right. The funniest one is when they say comedy and people immediately leave. Yeah. Or when they say, we're going to do an open mic. And then when the first comic, you know, when the host starts telling jokes, that's when people leave. Right. <laughs> it's such like, because I've been that host before where like, all right, you know, welcome to the fucking show, da 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 da. And, you know, people are kind of listening. And then you're like, man, uh, pussy farts or. You yeah. know, whatever. And they're like, all right, Love we'll that bit too. I mean, I don't open with pussy farts, yeah. but you get the example. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, okay, I'm going to give I you close, four. I close with pussy farts. Yeah, it's your best one. Um, yeah. Dude, Good yeah, bitch. it's that, Um, it's they'll give you like, okay, I'll give you four seconds to capture my enthusiasm, which I respect so much for just yeah. the four seconds, man. Um, yeah. To care at all. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it used to be. See, and I think, like, people, like, they say, like, for a live performance, uh, generally, a person has an span for a live performance. That's why people can sit through three-hour movies, is because, you know, it's not like a live performance. They don't have to, because there's something about the human attention span where, where they're watching something live, 
Yeah. Uh, they will empathize with the performer, so they won't just get up and leave, or some people will wait to right. go to the restroom, or people will be quiet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, now with, like, phones and everything, like, on demand, I think everybody's attention span is about 45 minutes. Ooh, that's, dude, I don't even, I'm gonna say, to really, like, hang with something, that's, I mean, it depends how engaging it is, but I definitely think it's less than that. Even, like, my favorite comics, I'll just, like, check out for a minute when I'm watching something, you know? Dude, that, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, my favorite stand-up comedians have done Go Bananas, and mm-hmm. I love them, and I think they're great. But I'll go out to take a piss, I'll go in the kitchen yeah. to talk to somebody, you know what I mean? I I'll do. like, I'll like, because I get it, they're so funny, but it's also like, well, I'll be here a couple more times this week. Yeah. I can see the whole act, you know, that I don't need to be in the room. Plus, I just get like, generally, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm like losing my attention yeah. right now. I can feel it happening. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, dude, I'm, I, I actually like, don't really like, even like watching movies and stuff, it, it, it can be good movies. I'm just like, yeah, I need to break it up, dude. I need to go outside and like chase a dog around yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I do the same thing. I, like the only thing I've ever been so enamored with that I sat and watched the entire thing was uh, Paul McCartney at Great American Ballpark. That was like the only thing. Like I had stood in one spot probably with my mouth open just in awe uh, of watching a 69 year old man shred like just a legend like a like a entertainment legend like i didn't probably even realize i was i hadn't moved an inch in you know an hour and a half or whatever yeah i'm like man i had to piss for like two hours i watched every single second of that you know yeah, I can't even think about anything that I couldn't get pulled away from off the top of my head. I mean, yeah, Paul McCartney. He was the only one. He was very, uh, very polarizing. Is that the word? No, pick a different one. He was very entrancing. Ooh. Yep, there you go. That one works. Boom. I'll take it. Um, yeah, that was the only thing that's ever captivated me boom dude that's it that's guy uh, i got words yeah i got man. words guy dude. i'll find me a word and i will fucking sit right on it yep you you got the words dude you got the yeah i'm, I'm deceptively i'm deceptively pretty uh pretty yeah you're, you're like pretty learned for a guy that looks like he has been an ice boat fisherman I'm really leaning into that look, too. I'm just over it. I'm not going to run away from it. Yeah, I think uh, it's a good look, man. I think you got you got something. You're a man of the people. Be, uh, yeah. Yeah, people are just like, did that guy install my hardwood floors? You probably did. Yeah. What's his screwdriver? Oh, yeah. wait, he's telling a joke. You should carry a utility belt on stage. Just- I should. I should just... I should just Gank all of uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor's mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. I think you found your act, now, buddy. Not really seaworthy. I'm pretty yeah. seaworthy. There hasn't been a, there hasn't been like a, 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 a crab fisherman stand up. So I think that's the niche I'm going to carve out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd laugh at that. You already have. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this conversation. What? I'm done with this conversation. Are you? Yeah. I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't sit through it, dude. I have like, no attention span. See, forty-one minutes, dude. Yeah, dude. This was great, though. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Anytime. We should talk more. We should be real friends again. Okay, we're, we're real friends. I'm, yeah. just, I'm, I'm bad at stuff. No, dude. You're, you're bad at it, too. Do you think, yeah, we're both bad. Cool. Sometimes I always... I, 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 always like, your, I like your pictures on Instagram, dude. Yeah, that's how... I love... That's how we stay in touch. That's what's important. You need the likes. That is you true. You the likes. You like my photo today, man? And uh, it when I saw that, I felt good. Yeah, man. You love the likes. I do. I know how to get my boy off. Like, yeah. Like, Put a couple red hearts under this picture of his legs on a plane. And yeah. Boom. It really, I'm, yeah, I loved it. Oh, well, okay, so what's going on with you? You, you? you got cool stuff going on out there? Do you love it out there? Do you miss the boys? Oh, yeah, I do. Let me, we got to like, all right, say goodbye. You got to say goodbye to everyone before we talk about me. Okay. Just say goodbye. Okay, uh, listen to Rumble Lips Podcast. All right, anything I else? Lost the, uh, I lost the password to the Twitter, but follow us. Anyway, I'll find it. And, and then follow us on Instagram. And then you can find me and Jeffers that way. But listen to do Rumble Lips. It's, it's me and Kyle Jeffers. I'm Rand Barnacle. Yep, looking like shit out on the streets. It's terrible. You've been there before, when you're just embarrassed to be around someone. Just leave. You can always leave. You know what I did in that situation? What I did is uh, I pretended someone called me. uh, And I said it was an emergency, and I left. That's how I dealt with it. Just go. You don't owe people. You don't owe people your time and your energy. Or uh, an argument. All right, Nolan Miller is our next guest. Nolan, we uh, we talk about suffering. Why do good good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people? Nolan does a better job than I do bringing it back around. We talk about honesty too. Let's do it, dude. Okay, I have a thought on what you the the uh, the theme you sent me, uh, but I want yeah. I want to hear where it came from for you. And explain what it is. Explain the thought. Uh, it's pretty much just, I don't know, it's more along the lines of, uh, like, really the question of why, like, bad things happen to good people and why good things happen to bad people. That kind of idea of, like, fairness. I don't know, like, what people perceive to be fair or not be fair. Like, like, uh, like for instance, uh, there was like, I had a friend who his mom got diagnosed with a, this is really depressing, so I'm sorry, but my, I had a really good friend who, when his mom was in his 20s, when his mom was in her 20s, she got diagnosed with a brain tumor, and, but she, like, she did, chemo treatment and like it got cured and she's still alive today but it was genetic 
and my one of my best friends, he's he got the brain tumor in it, and he didn't fight. Like, he didn't uh, win the fight, and he died like three years ago. So that kind of scenario would be kind of like a scenario, like oh, like what the hell, like that. That's <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem just you know, like of having like uh, just kind of a scenario of. Uh, like suffering for no reason, like a mother having to go through her own cancer and then 30 years later have a child that dies from the same thing that she won. Like she like beat, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what, what does that anger you just knowing, knowing that that's a reality or, uh, what, what about it? Does it, I mean, obviously we've talked before and I know, uh, what your belief on God is? Did it turn? I don't know. I, I think when I hear that, I think obviously things aren't just. Things aren't the way they should be. And nothing's based on your own the good you've done. Uh, life just kind of happens to you. Uh, and like you said, good yeah. things good things happen to bad people, and good people get brain tumors. Um. Because when I hear you explain that, I think, because you came from where I came from, where people tell you God has a plan and God and praying and he will heal. Is that kind of, because I think that's unique to us, where we kind of hear, we expect justice. Yeah. I, I Like, for instance, I think it's, it's something that I've come to terms with, uh, like, a bit. Like, when I say a bit, like, I mean, like, probably like 70% I've come to terms with. I think, because for the longest time, I was very, like a devout, very devout Christian. And for the longest time, if I heard something like that, my immediate response would be, well, like in the afterlife, like they'll get justice. You know what I mean? Like, like this life. Or I would make the case that the reason why things aren't perfect or things like bad things happen is due to like sin due to uh, someone okay D- like due to um someone else's previous sin like we say these good people have to go through you know these injustices would did you believe that well someone at some point in time did something wrong and now someone's got a tumor did you believe that no I- no, because I don't think that's, like, accurate. Like Right, but we, we believed because, weird things like, when we were younger. I, I didn't you believe I that, both. no. I, I believe that the world itself was, like, it was, I, I believe more that, like, the world itself was cursed and not really, like, I didn't believe that you could do something bad and then because of that bad thing, something, I, I didn't really believe in, like, a karmic justice. I, I'm I mostly just like there was a curse on the world and it made things like death and it made things like 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 injustice, like the whole idea of like suffering. Right, everyone's gotta and, suffer because the world's not perfect. Yeah. And it, like I, I did believe it used to be. But now I would say I just I I would say now I believe that it's kind of just it's always been that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess when, when, when I read what you oh. wrote to me, so, sorry, I have a dog. 
Oh, you're cool. Uh, did you kill it? No. Yeah, it's chilling now. Nice. I guess when I, that. no, you're fine. When I read that, I I guess because I, I think about that too. But I think there's this level of what what do you expect? Do you expect everything to be good in life? Do you want to go through life having to not suffer? Is that the best existence to have? Is to go through the entire thing never having experienced the least amount of pain as possible? Is that is that the ideal? Is that the goal to go through life? Um, without a lot of hurdles, without a lot of obstacles, and get to the end and die not having experienced pain or suffering. I don't know. I think about that, and I'm like, what is the, what do we want? Do we want to go through, did you want to go, I mean, you have one existence, you go through it, you live your life, you have all your experiences. What do you want? Do you want it to be smooth? Is that is that what you deserve? Is that what good people deserve, is a smooth existence? Well, I also, like, I don't know, I think good and bad are kind of gray. I don't know. Like, when I think of any, like, quote-unquote good person I know, like, like, you know what I mean? I don't know, like, I think, like, especially, like, when it, what we define as, like, good and bad usually has, like, a lot of context. Absolutely. Like, for instance, there's people that I know that, like, I personally can't stand or I think they're crappy people. But then I know, I'm, but I'm also really good friends with people that they, that that person is friends with. So, like, like I think it's very, like, pers- personally, like, shaded. No, I, I agree. What do you think of yourself? Are you, do you deserve good things? Are you, are you a good person? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, not, I, I, that's, so, I would say, me, like, six years ago, would think I'm a good person, and I deserve good things. Now, I mean, like, like anyone else, like, I've done good and bad. Like, like when I, when I, uh, when I talk about the idea of suffering, I'm not really a, anymore. I'm not really mad with the idea the idea of it existing. It's more other people's reactions to it that get me annoyed. Like what? Like the like the it's like the surprise. Like you live, like people who live have lived such a life. They've really been able like lucky to get away from suffering, and then when it happens. Like, that's why I say, like, every every man's, like, biggest problem is their biggest problem. You know, like, that's what I've realized, like, throughout life. Like, mm-hmm. if you're only suffering your whole life was to lose a job, and then you, like, die in a car accident, that'll be the worst suffering imaginable for you. You know what I mean? Because it's your only thing. Yeah, so, like, you can't, you cannot... I've talked to my dad about this. You can't force perspective. You can't look outside your own. You can lose your job and think, hey, well, at least my wife's not dead. You can't convince yourself your wife's dead and then scale it back and say, whoa, at least my wife's not dead and I just lost my job. You can't force 
like you said, you're that you're all you have is your own experience. So it's your biggest problem. It's all you can think about. Yeah, I think I think it's it defines like I, I mean, that's that's another thing like ethics, like what we can and can't do for other people, and how like whether that means a difference or not. Like I think that's another question. Like I think I, I think it does, but the question is whether that has any like eternal or existential impact on like your own existence, which I don't know if that, I don't know if it does that exactly. Wait, explain that your what you can do for someone else that may affect the eternal uh, scope is. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, like some people believe that they believe that like if you do something good. Uh, like, I mean, Christians believe that if you do something like that's what you're like called, that that's what your life's like goal is, is to do good things for other people and God. Yeah. So like, um, and then I would say, like, I think, uh, I, I'm just very cynical when it comes to the idea of like anything being a selfless act. Yeah. I've, and I think a lot of people struggle with that too and they think what what is your motivation for doing anything uh and i've i've kind of come to terms with the fact as you look out i think it's okay to say i look out for my brother i look out for my dad i look out for my best friends because i want that reciprocity i want to know that they've got my back i want them to know i've got theirs i want that you can you can call that you can call that being selfish and having my own you know my own skin to look after you can say that but i think that's fine i think if i told my dad if my dad told me hey you know i really i look after you because you're on my team uh and i need a strong team and i need people that are loyal to me and i think if i do right by you i can count on you to do right by me i think that's i think that's what it is man i don't overlook it i don't try to overanalyze what's selfless and what's not you just gotta be honest with your motivations for caring about other people's existence, you know, and helping. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of times I do good things and I like am a hundred percent aware that it's selfish. I think those are the times when, uh, are like, but then, but then I look at other things and I realize, Oh, I just didn't want to think that it was a selfish thing, but it actually was like, I'm a person that definitely does not like any kind of conflict at all. So, so like when other people are in conflict, I'll do my best to help them in any way. So I don't have to deal with it like later or make it work like, or have it be worse. Yeah. Like, you're just mitigating a potentially worse situation for yourself. Yeah. You're not. And yeah. Very hundred percent aware of that's like, a large percent of the case with me. It's just like, no, I like, I like a certain way of living. I like a certain way of interacting with people. <clears throat> and I've found the more I'm not willing to like negotiate with that, which sounds bad, but it's just like, I've realized how I enjoy interacting with the world. And I don't like, like I, I will negotiate if I enjoy the person I'm like around, but I think uh, 
I, I yeah, like I like like I said, I really like living a certain way. I like having certain interactions, and I I've kind of like come to terms with like certain interactions I don't like being around. Like large crowds can't do it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's fine. I I mean that's I I've gotten to be the same too. Uh, I've come to terms with even things. I think even like ethical things. Um, I used to feel like I'd feel guilt about even like I'm gonna. Uh, and this is this is really ironic, but honestly, I I'll I'll be dishonest with people. I will I will say things I don't mean, uh, and I will give people information that I honestly think is for the best. And that's a thing I've, it's weird, I've gotten used to it and I think it's for the best. You can say it's right, you can say it's wrong, but it's how I live my life. No, I I do the same thing and I think I've come to terms with that people don't want my genuine, honest answer. I've given that before and then it causes conflict. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, I guess I'll just, Keep things kind of dishonest to like keep yeah. good interactions with people. Yeah, we did. We talked about that, didn't you? Not like someone's like fiance or something, and you said, "Yeah, I don't like her," and they didn't. You know, it bummed them out. They didn't appreciate it. They got angry. Uh, well, I mean, the guy I I, yeah, I told one of my good friends that I didn't. Like, I didn't think that his fiance was a good person, and I didn't like her very much. Yeah, dude. And he, so at first he thought I was joking, and then he, apparently he talked to his fiance, and she was like, no, like, he never is, like, really that open and, like, talkative with me, ever. Yeah. Like, I, I always thought he kind of didn't like me. So then after that, he was, I think he was kind of like, well, I'm already, like, married to this girl now, or about to get married to this girl, like, that's what I want, so he kind of chose her over me, which I'm fine with, yeah. I didn't really like him that much either, which sounds awful, but... Yeah, well, I mean, you know what, I think you just made a case for honesty. Yeah, like, it, I mean, I mean, yeah, like, but that, the, the problem is I hate the conflict that comes with honesty, Yeah. So. Yeah, you're just non... I, yeah, that's what it is, Some in like... A lot of times it's not worth it to you. Cause like you said, we're guys that like, I don't want to get into it with people, man. I don't have the energy. If I get in an argument or an altercation, if I get if I get worked up, dude, it's it's exhausting. I think about it, it hangs on me. It'll ruin my week, you know? I won't be productive, I'll be thinking about it. So I think a lot of times for me, I'm like, you know what? I don't benefit from being honest with you. It's going to kill me. It's going to take my time. It's going to take time out of my week. It's going to make me feel like shit. I'm not going to be honest with you because I don't care enough to be honest and have to deal with the conflict that comes with making someone uncomfortable with my honesty. So I'm just going to lie because I don't owe you my honesty. Yeah, I think that uh, suffering, I don't know, like just the whole idea of what we were talking about, like that's not a big thing is like the, it's actually benefited my life in a way, like, I don't know, like, when I, like, honestly, it has its benefits, because then, if I actually am truly honest with people, I can weed out the people that, like, I think I'm friends with, like we already talked about, but they, but deep down, we don't really click, 
and right. it like kind of defeats the purpose. And when it's mods with them, then we realize, oh, we're not compatible as friends. So, like, why are we doing this? Yeah, but and, then, yeah. Uh, but then also like, I also really enjoy feeling like people like me. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, that kind of is the other way. I find one of the times when I am dishonest with people, it's because I want them to like me. And, uh, and also I don't want the conflict. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather just be agreeable than. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the other thing. I, I find that people that are brutally honest do be around less people and I think or to be around like um, yeah they're not well liked yeah and then that's why I <laughs> I think there's times for honesty and there's times for lies that's what I really think dude I think lying yeah. is a really gray area it's not like right or wrong at times yeah and that's okay because I I do that and like you said if it's okay if it's a relationship like let's say um, like a best friend or a family member or something like that, I will give them my honesty because I care. It's worth it to me to get into the conflict. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to say exactly how I feel because I value the relationship and I want that honesty. That's all I want in a friendship. But when it comes to something like a work relationship or just an acquaintance or a business connection or something like that, where it's just something cordial, I'll be on my best behavior. I'll be fake. Because that's what you do. It's not worth it to me. I don't want to get in a big altercation with everyone I meet and being completely honest. I don't have the time or energy. But if it's someone that I'm invested in and I want them to be better and I want them to be honest with me, then I'm going to give them my honesty. I owe them my honesty. But you don't owe everyone your, you know, inner thoughts and feelings and opinions. You don't. And they can't handle it a lot of times. Yeah, for sure. Um that's interesting though, because I find that uh, I'm I'm brutally honest with my friends, but I find that my family I actually lie the most to. Really? Yeah. So, like specifically, like my parents, I feel like I they're the ones I'm the least honest with. Do you lie to protect them? Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, because, I don't know, like, they don't, uh, this is actually a really, I don't know, it's been weird, beneficially, it's been beneficial, but also, like, kind of shitty. Like, I, I attend a, like, very liberal, like, church, like, once a month, and I make my parents think that it's, like, my church I go to all the time, like, they have no idea I'm not Christian at all. Yeah. And I have, like, friends at the church, so I'll visit, like, once a month and or do something there so it looks like I'm, like, a full-going member. And then all the rest of the time, I'll just sleep on a Sunday or whatever. I don't know. I'll do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And uh. I actually, like, benefits just, like, keeping me open-minded and, like, being able to get along with people that I might not always, like, agree with, like, with their beliefs, uh, which I think is beneficial. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just, like, it's it's exhausting lying to them all the time. 
but it's also like I've been honest with them before and it just worked out awful. Like it was a terrible interaction and like I'd rather just like have them in my life than like be forced to honestly I don't even know like be forced to have a worse relationship with them because they don't like my religious beliefs. Yeah, that's, dude, I mean, that was the last podcast, too. We talked about that. Some people, I mean, you know, like, your parents can't handle the truth. They can't experience you and being your full person. And there's a level of, like, I just got to let the sleeping dog lie. I just can't confront this because I just want to be friends with my parents. I just want to get along. And I don't, it's not worth it to me. I just want to hang out. I just want to enjoy Christmas with my family. I don't want to get into a debate and have them feel worse so you just decide you know what let's just not talk about it yeah because i mean deep down i want them to think that i'm going to heaven that's and, it yeah and i'd rather just make like let them think that and affirm that than having to like force them to dwell yeah that's the thing you get and it's okay. It's okay to just kind of be comfortable with that dishonesty and that little bit of deception. You just there. There's a time. I there's. I I honestly think, man. There's a time just not to fight anymore and just let let people live and let die, dude. Just just. I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I I think. Uh, I mean, the more I think about it, like everyone has a story. But they like they would never like tell their parents, you know. Like everyone has that like little bit of information, yeah, or like secret or like thing that they did in college. So they wouldn't want their parents to know. It's a good point. And uh, and mine just happens to be my entire like philosophical and religious beliefs, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's that uncommon, man. I think that's yeah. very. I think that's very normal, and I think. If most parents or religious people are honest with themselves, they know that too. Uh, and they don't bring it up either. You know, they they just kind of look the other way and they don't ask because it's a lot. If you believe your son's going to hell, it's too much to deal with, man. Yeah. Too, oh man, that weighs on you. So they're just like, you know what? I'm not going to ask a lot of questions because I can't deal with the thought. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, like, my oldest brother was, like, senior year of high school, was, like, really opened with my parents and told them he was an atheist and didn't believe any of the stuff and didn't want to get anymore. And they had a long conflict, but now they're getting along, but, like, it definitely impacted the relationship yeah. in a negative way. Uh, but, I don't know, like... I'm envious of them now because you can like be his true self with them, even though they might not agree with him all the time. Uh, How's the relationship now between them? I mean, yeah, I mean they they still come to Christmas and they uh, we're around them a lot and they're still like a big part of our lives. Yeah, and I'm I'm really close with them, uh, especially since we have like similar like. Philosophical and religious yeah. beliefs, so like I'm probably closer with them than I am with 
him and his wife and I am with the rest of my family, but, uh, but the parents are, your parents are fine with, uh, your brother. Yeah. But I, it's, it's, it's a different relationship though. Like I, I was always the one that I thought was going to be the one like that, like stayed in the face. Cause like in high school, I talked about wanting to be a preacher and all that crap. And yeah, I just graduated from a Christian college, you know, like I thought they thought like for the longest time I still do that. Like I'm like, they're, kind of like well at least it's kind of like the thought like well at least one of our kids stayed in the face kind of thing yeah they, you know? they feel like it's their responsibility they feel like they fucked up if you don't you know what I mean they feel oh, like yeah. somewhere we went wrong oh yeah cause that's like what the bible tells parents <laughs> you know it like says like you're held accountable to your kids actions like if they like stray away from the faith it's your fault kind of thing like it says that in the bible <laughs> yeah i mean i mean even socially though you know i mean it's the same thing it's I, I mean i see it all the time like people in church they look at the you know the kids that are messed up and the, everyone kind of looks at them like what the you know what did the parents do wrong and i'm like probably nothing man sometimes people just make their own decisions and they're they go in a direction and they turn into just pretty scummy people, and it's nothing to pay. It's, you know, I mean, I know tons. Of, I know like tons of good people with shitty kids, you know. Yeah, and it's definitely. you can't. It's 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 stupid to blame anyone. You know, obviously, obviously, people can be influenced by their parents, but for the most part, it's just like you're not your kid's responsibility, and also you don't have control over your kid's life. Just because you bore a son doesn't mean that. It's that you get to control, you you have complete control, and you get to turn them into whatever you want. Like your parents saying, like, oh, well, at least we got one, and you feel this pressure to be the holy one. That's that's stupid. That's dumb, man. You're a, you're a grown man, and you can do whatever you want. Hopefully your parents can love you, regardless of what you become. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, uh... Like, I think, like, slowly I've been trying to just be, like, more honest with them than I was before. It's, like, just with certain things and, like, kind of, like, baby steps. Just, like, slowly getting to, like, the moment where I can be, like, yeah, I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's my own walk. It's my own life. Right. Uh, Hopefully you'll love me anyway. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, I go to, like, a more, a definitely... When I do go to church, I definitely go to, like, a way more liberal church than they go to, so they know I already have, like, different thoughts on a lot of things. Right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it, and it depends what kind of, uh, that's one thing I've realized is it depends what kind of relationship you want to have with your parents, and I think I've kind of forced my parents in a way to to come to terms with, like, they got to be my friends. You know, they can't they can't tell me what to do. They can't have expectations on me. Um I'm down I'm down to I like them. I like spending time with them. I want to spend time with them, but I'm I'm going to be me. And I need a friend. Yeah. I need a friend. I don't need parented anymore. I don't want to be parented anymore. I just need I need a friend and I need someone um 
I don't know, someone I can count on and then I need them to know they can count on me. But I don't need parenting anymore and I don't want to be parent anymore and I don't want to be, I'm not a kid. I'm just a guy and uh, I don't know. I kind of like forced them into that and I think they're happy with it. I think we we like each other and the way it is now. Yeah, and like for me, kind of going back to the suffering thing, like that's one part of suffering that is different now than it was before for me, like the idea of suffering. Is like my own personal suffering. I'm kind of like thankful for it in a weird way. Because without it, I think I'd still be the same person I was my senior year. Like still, still trying to yeah. uh, live a like life that like now looking back on, I couldn't even believe like would be a thing. Like I'd probably be a preacher at a small church somewhere right now if I didn't like go to that psych ward. I really like. I think so. Yeah, dude, but that's it though. That's what I was talking about. You like that's it's the smooth existence. You would have had a smooth existence. You would have never looked around. You would have never said, "What was that all about?" I question my everything now because of this mental health crisis. You never would have experienced that. You would have had a smooth existence. Is and do you think that's for the better? Would you have rather been the pastor that never had the mental health crisis would you rather would oh no i that's what i mean like i uh i think that's like a okay, yeah it's like a wise thing that like people like that have had a lot of suffering understand like really early and if you haven't then it kind of ends up getting to you is that like kind of like bad things shape you for the good just as much as good things do uh if you survive them uh, like, um, I mean, you look at any, even like, there's even like other people that have like died and their death almost brought more good than their life did. Like people who, like there's this one kid, another kid who like died of cancer and his parents afterwards felt like they had to like, I don't know, like, like make up for not really doing enough when he was alive with cancer. So they formed this, like, like this company that, like, gives money to, like, parents who can't afford to, like, pay for their cancer treatments. You know, like, they almost made more impact right. with, this, with their kid dying, which sounds awful, but, like, it's yeah. true, you know? like No, there are people, like, who, because of that, there's probably multiple people who whose kid lived because, or that wouldn't have lived otherwise because they didn't have the money. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. I think that's like one of the best, that's probably one of the best qualities of humans is the potential capacity for empathy. Uh, like, I don't know, like making changes in the society and the world due to almost like basically using your own selfish desire for things not to happen to you to impact the world better. So, like, something bad happens to somebody somebody else, you know, like, oh, I never want that happen, to happen to me. So, like, yeah, let's change this and <laughs> help a lot of people out. Dude, that's uh, what it, that's, you know what? That is, you totally brought it full circle because, like you said, I think it is, I think empathy, I think the, like, the literally feeling someone else's pain 
literally being in pain when someone else is in pain and feeling that, I think that's selflessness. When you're like, oh man, my brother's suffering, my sister's suffering, my dad's suffering, my best friend's suffering, and you, you are just as, you are in just as much pain as them, that's something special, and I think that's selflessness. So the more you experience that, I think that is what's, I think that's what, you know, the real kind of meat of life is. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's, like, actually, like, the biggest, uh, definition or, like, biggest difference, uh, between, like, a normal person and a psychopath is a psychopath doesn't, can't, like, they can't be empathetic, like, they can't understand why someone would, like, feel something. They, they can have the capacity to like feel other people's feelings right so which like historically can make people do terrible things because yeah. if you can't feel other people are feeling or understand why they're feeling that way then uh you can do a lot of dark shit <laughs> yeah yeah and that's i don't know that's funny because i've there there is the other side i've I've felt in my life, not to like open it entirely up again, but I've felt there are times in my life where I've been overly empathetic, where I've just put everyone, I've just thought everyone needs everything from me and I deserve nothing and everyone else should get everything from me. Uh, And I think the best easy example of this is like a seat on a bus or a subway. I've come to terms with, I don't need to give everyone my seat on a subway because it's not, I, it's, I get the seat. I'm not expecting other people to get up from their seat. You know, I just did this thing where I'm like, oh, you should get the seat, not me. Here, you need the seat, not I, not I. I don't deserve it. Like, I had this sense of overly, like, what would everyone else expect from me? And then I had to kind of come to terms with, like, I don't expect anyone to give up their seat for me. And that's okay, you know? I think I, I had the opposite effect where it's like, oh, I need to look out for everyone. I'm fine. I don't need to look out for myself. And I didn't look out for myself. I just looked out for everyone else because I thought everyone else, you know, and it put me in a bad position because I just ended up being like exhausted and resenting people. And I realized I'm just, there. there is a level, I think, to argue the point of too much empathy. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's, like, a balance, I think, like, because you have to be able to fill yourself up just as much as other people. So, like, I think if you can't balance that, then you should kind of work on yourself first, I think, because I think if you, uh, yeah, like, if you spread yourself too thin, then, like, uh, it kind of goes back to really also, like, being okay if people don't like you. Like, I think... Yeah. Not everyone's gonna like you. Like I started saying this. Like there's eight billion, almost eight billion people in this world. Like not everyone's gonna like you. You know, like it's not like right. That's so. And the, yeah, because you get it. You're a people pleaser. You're you think everyone needs to like you, and then you can once you realize like, oh, I don't care. These are just random people. I'm never gonna see again, or maybe I will see again. I'm not mad that they don't like me. I just don't care. It's irrelevant. Yeah, that's why I, I've been trying to, like, channel my people-pleaserness more to, like, the people I do, like, think matter and I do care about. Because then, it, like, 
and I think that's like a place for that kind of person. I just, uh, I think that like a people pleaser is often guilty of trying to please too many people. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's the, like, obviously don't be an asshole, you know, but well, yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, there's certain things like I, I now trust myself to know I'm not an asshole. I don't have the inclination to be inconsiderate. And I have faith that yeah. me not giving up my seat on a bus isn't me being an asshole. It's just me being a person that got on the bus before someone else, you know? Oh, that's like, it's funny because it's not like how I am. I actually, a lot of times I overcompensate, like I overcompensate and that people please because I know I have a huge capacity to be an asshole. And so I don't want people to know that. And so I cover it up with. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think that's like, the... very, I can be very petty very easily. Uh, and I'm just like, cause I don't like any conflict. So and I'm, I, I see myself as pretty patient with people cause I don't want to like cause conflict with people. But I know I, I regret a lot of things I've said when I have been in conflict because I don't know how to deal with conflict because I'm never in it really. So I just get really vindictive and petty. Yeah, dude. I, that's what, I think that's what it is. I think you got to get to the point where you learn to let things go. Just like you learn to not consider everyone at every point in time. Cause I, I was the same. I would have insane expectations of other people and I would be really petty. I'd be resentful when I didn't get what I expected, I had really high expectations of people and I had really high expectations of myself. And I've learned to scale them back and say, oh, I don't expect that much from people. And I don't resent them for not, for disappointing me because I shouldn't have had that high of expectations. And I also feel like you need to be comfortable with the fact that you're gonna let people down. People are gonna expect too much from you. Yeah, that's something I'm still working on. I don't know. There's just like certain things. I don't know. It's like certain like common decencies that like, when it doesn't happen, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, you gotta let it go. You gotta just say, you know what? I have too high expectations of the world. And if you and if you set your bar too high, you're just gonna be disappointed all the time by everyone. You know. Yeah. And you gotta forgive yourself. I think I think also like setting the bar too low though kind of puts you at like a I don't know we're getting we're getting a lot of cycles here of different things like uh like I don't know I think like because I I'm naturally a pessimist so like it takes a lot for me to be optimistic uh and so I think. But I don't, I can't, I, I, I can't really function as an optimist because I can't really, I don't know. Like you said, like if I have too high of standards for people, I like get upset really easily. But then also I'm guilty of like expecting people to be shitty. So then when they are, I'm kind of like, oh, there you are. Like, not a shitty person. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it is just a balance and I think, what it really comes down to is being grateful for the good and not letting the bad get to you. Yeah, definitely. 
Dude, this uh, is it's all a struggle, dude. It's all it's all trying to figure it out, man. Yeah. I mean that's I think uh on the positive side though, like uh I haven't really it's been like oh quite a while since I've been like on the like suicidal way of things. That's good. Yeah. Stay there. I think. Well, I think it, it definitely, the last time I talked to you, it definitely just, like, keep myself busy and finding things I really want to do and, like, keep on wanting to do. It just it helps you not dwell too much. Yeah. That's it, dude. I, I think... It's over, maybe, I know it's oversimplifying it, but staying busy, dude. Just staying passionate, staying busy. I think that's going to help you, man. Just do stuff. Hey, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for uh, any time, man. I'm not even, I'm not kidding. Anytime you come up with an idea, let's do this. Yeah, for sure. Can I uh, plug something? No. We're over time. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no. You're supposed to fly out here. No, go say say what you want. What oh, you uh, well, I do, uh, I do a monthly show at Playground Production Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, the last one was with David Britton. It was the Halloween one. And... I'm not doing one in November since it's like I do it the last Friday of every month, so it'd be Black Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to compete with capitalism, so yeah, it's not smart. I'm I'm instead doing it on December eighth. It'll be kind of my birthday is like right around there, so it'll be like my birthday show. And Ryan Miller is going to be the headliner, and uh, it should be a good show. It's December eighth at eight p.m. It's like eight dollars at the door. There's a bunch of other local comments on it, too. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, hopefully we get tons of doters out there, man. Yeah, for sure. And uh, hope everything's going well in uh, L.A. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I'm surfing all the time, making out with supermodels. <laughs> What's new, man? Yeah. All right, dude. I'm, I'm going to edit okay. this podcast oh. right now. Sweet. All right, dude. Stay good. Yeah. Thanks. It was fun. All right. Later, buddy. Yep. Bye.